This episode is brought to you by EA Sports NHL 23. The ice is wide open and good times await in NHL 23. New gameplay strats let you run on-ice tactics like never before. Customize your players, teams, and tournaments for the richest online multiplayer experiences yet. And now with mixed women's and men's lineups in Hockey Ultimate Team, we're all ready to play. So grab your friends, gear up, and make history in NHL 23. Search NHL 23 to find out more. This episode is brought to you by the Chevy Silverado. According to J.D. Power, Chevy trucks won more new vehicle quality awards than any other brand. But champions don't stop. They keep moving forward. And that's what the Chevy Silverado is all about. It delivers next-level off-road capability with a refreshed interior, advanced technology, plus a larger, more functional bed than any competitor for the ultimate tailgate flex. To learn more, visit Chevy.com. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit JDPower.com award. No, but I, so I had this buddy, come, he wanted to spend the night with me and he was just like, Hey, can I sleep over? And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll grab like an air mattress. He's like, well, you can, I'll just sleep on the couch. I'm like, you're not sleeping on my couch. <laughs> you sweat like a pig. You're a pig person. Put a sheet down for God's sake. No, you would need, no, you would need rubber sheets for that guy. <laughs> which, which completely explains why you don't get an $8,000 couch. Well, I didn't buy it because I was like, I don't fucking want anybody sleeping on my goddamn couch. <laughs> Even if I had a five hundred dollars. Because like, it turned you into the couch guy. I'm not and 20. <laughs> now, nobody fucking, now, yeah, but occasionally you're going to have an emergency where someone needs to sleep at, at your house. I have an air mattress now that blows up in a queen. It's John, fantastic. I'm going to be honest with you. If you, if I had to sleep at your house and you blew up an air mattress and put it on the floor, the second you went to bed, I'd be on that couch. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. If I woke up and sat on the couch, I'm going to stab you. (laughs) Not on the couch. The damage and the (laughs) masturbation would have already been done by then. History Defeats Itself is a comedy podcast. Kevin, John, and Greg are not experts, historians, or even all that smart. So just so we're clear, the couch is $700. All the cushions lift up. There's storage underneath. And in that storage, it's nothing but $7,000-something worth of pennies. I made that joke, but better a little no, while I was, ago. Well, I was yes-handing you. Well, you, you yes and fucked it but, up, me. Well, because you're, that was the pennies Now it made part. it seem like my – your joke was so bad, it made it seem like my joke was bad. All right. Your joke this, was this, bad. This is just going to keep going. Welcome to History Defeats Itself. <laughs> My name is Kevin. I'm with John and Greg. It's been a crazy busy day for all three of us. How you guys doing? You holding up all right? Good. Fantastic. Doing I don't good. think John's been too busy. Oh, no? He can't uh, afford to do anything now because he's got an $8,000 couch. I hate him. I hate him so much. <laughs> he can barely... You know how much that cut into his Jesus t-shirt money? <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, here, I'll, I'll tell you how much. I haven't bought a Jesus t-shirt in three years. Oh, see? Yeah. Hey, you know what I just thought of? If I didn't have three kids, I would have an eight thousand dollar couch too. <laughs> I just realized. I just realized that you're winning, <laughs> and yeah. I'm only bitter because I'm losing. Yes, yes, badly. Well, yeah, it's it's really funny, Courtney. I like Courtney's. I don't stop her, but Courtney will not eat on the couch. She's she'll just be like she like have a bar. She's eat, hey, eat Kevin. Bar, he stops her, or she or she'll sit in the floor. If we're watching TV, she'll sit in the floor. She's like, "I'm gonna eat on your couch." I'm like, "You can eat on the couch." She's like, "Nope, I'm not doing that." I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, well, because you put the fear of God into people. So, have you had sex with Courtney on the couch? Uh, have we? You just defeated the purpose of an eight thousand dollar couch. Yeah. Thank you very much. I've had, no, I have not had sex with Courtney on the couch. But no, we did. No, no, we did. We did have sex on the couch. Yes. See, now I don't want to sit on the couch anyway. Yeah. So see, now I want to sit on it more. <laughs> I want to sniff it. I'll show I'll you where this is. Okay. We are a comedy podcast that is not about couches, uh, but we <laughs> we can be about couches. It can be sometimes. I don't know what the topic is going to be today. It could be couches. It's uh, something that uh, that is only one vowel away from couch. It's oh. couch talk. Oh, coaching. He nailed it. Yeah. Oh no. All right. Well, we're no. Com- we're a comedy podcast that wonders if we as people learn from the past or if we're doomed to forever repeat it. Did Only you say one of you us learned from the, the pasta? pasta? He said pasta. He did learn say pasta. Learn from the pasta. Pasta teaches us everything. It does. Love handles. I know ah. this isn't good for a, for a podcast, but I went. Yes, he did, the, he did the they did the Italian motion with his hand. I don't know. That's probably very racist, but I don't know how to say it any other way. It's, it's the Italian motion for emphasis on something. Yeah. 
It's the mobster. It's the mobster thing. Just watch The Sopranos. You'll figure it out. Hey, Vinny. So yeah, we're on social media. Check us out. That's all I got. Greg, you want to get going? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Today, we're going to discuss the origins, history, and evolution of coaching. Of... Damn it! <laughs> Is it coaching? Can you see coaching. my screen? <laughs> I can't. I'm just going to go ahead. We're going to conduct this episode today like a Zoom call. So I'm going to take over your screens, guys. <laughs> Move the cursor. Isn't that weird? Have you guys ever had your screen taken over by... Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's uncomfortable, right? You're yeah. like, oh, don't look in that secret porn thing that I got. Well, you shouldn't have labeled it secret porn folder. That was your first mistake. Every IT guy's going right for that. Yeah, and it's not even like a secured folder. It's just literally a folder. It's just, it's just on sitting the on the desktop. Yeah, it's just a titty, <laughs> like like one titty. The IT guy's like, okay, this is a little too on the titty. <laughs> Okay, guys. So, yeah. Today, we're going to discuss the origins, history, and evolution of coaching. Oh, it is well, really is coaching. Okay. Yeah, it is coaching. Like, what kind well, of coaching? John's already, John's already yawning. Mm. What'd you say, Kevin? I said, what kind of coaching? Like, sports? Can I, can I get to my sentence? Life. I have While questions. we will discuss coaching in school, business, and personal development, and mentorship, the emphasis of this episode will be sports coaching. Hmm. You know, what have but. we learned about sports like, coaching? Like, like, like water I sports? have no idea because I'm pro- I'm gonna have to go to a couple of websites while we're <laughs> while while you guys are rattling off about something. Greg's researching I, in real time. This is the first ever on history defeats itself. It is. I'm actually gonna coach while we. <laughs> I'm gonna coach you guys. Yeah, Greg is actually in his hockey gear right now. He's well. That's one thing that I find funny about <laughs> baseball is that the managers. Wear the same fucking uniforms as the players do. Mm-hmm. And I think we've even talked about that before in a previous episode. And it would be really funny if a hockey coach wore all the gear. Do you think the coaches are wearing cups? <laughs> they should. They should, yeah. It makes more sense on a hockey bench. You never know when a puck's going to fly over. Did you no, guys know that, that, that football, football players don't wear cups? I did not know that. Yeah, I wore a cup when I played football in high school. Yeah, the professionals don't because it hinders their movement too much. So they'd rather. I'm wearing get a hit. cup right now. They'd rather get hit in the nuts. Yeah, see, that's how that's how careful you are. Yeah. Well, they're they're they they sag now. So uh, again, yeah. I want to, yeah. I got to keep them protected because if they're I don't, low, oh, right? Well, it's really more it's really more about me not sitting on them. So. Yeah. Or yeah. or thinking, or hurting I'm, your knee when it when they bang into your <laughs> knee. <laughs> I'm stuck thinking about balls and cocks. Just fucking moving everywhere. I don't think I'm anyone start watching cock. football replays in slow motion and just see if I can tell. <laughs> like, what's that dick doing right now? That's how. That's how. That's how they know how to tackle you. Which way you're going? They just follow your dick and your pants. Yeah. Do, do, do you think? Do you think most pro hockey players wear cups? I think so. I don't know if they do. I think they do. Right. I don't think it hinders your motion. I think it. I would rather have my my motion be hindered. Have you ever I, been? You would, hit but the, you're not getting paid to play hockey. You're paying to play hockey. So what you're telling me then... Wait, you pay to play hockey, Greg? It's just because somebody is getting paid to play hockey. They want to risk a fucking 100-mile-an-hour slap shot hitting them in the balls. I'm just saying I would not doubt it if, if there's hockey players who don't, who don't wear cups. Turns out I should have done this episode on jocks. On <laughs> well, it's, it's already there, so you're good. <laughs> Do you know that women have jocks too? Yeah, they're like... Yeah, I, I did. Yes, they're innies instead of outies. <laughs> <laughs> they're compression shorts. <laughs> compression shorts. Uh, so have wait. you ever kicked a girl in the, in the where the balls would be? Have I? No, <laughs> no. Okay. Have you, have you ever seen? No. No. <laughs> just wondering where the um, balls I don't have a would lot of, be. I don't have a lot on my episodes, so I'm kind of just trying to. You're just trying to make conversation. Yeah, but I'm going to go ahead and keep going. Um, I wanted to ask you guys if you, either one of you have any personal experiences as a coach, or maybe you, I don't think either one of you have ever been a coach before, but I could be wrong. Um, maybe you have a, some kind of a lasting memory of when you were coached before. Um, yes, I, I have coached, Greg. I've coached hockey, which I know that you make fun of my hockey playing skills all the time, but I did. Hmm, hockey. Hockey sounds familiar. I did coach some kids. Hey, John. <laughs> 
you guys keep this thing keeps happening where it's like all of a sudden it goes and you both freeze. Well, you keep it's leaving you because you you disappeared. Yeah, you just you've disappeared a couple times now. Yeah, so I guess when that happens, I cannot hear you. So okay. Um, yeah, because you disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> but he reappeared. That's good. I can yeah. see you. I can see what's happening. Well, you went away, and then Kevin got really big. Yeah. And then you came back, and then it happened again. And then I got okay. small. <laughs> and then Kevin <laughs> got right, small well. again. So did you ask if we've ever coached? Is that what you've asked? Yeah, I asked if, you, if you've ever coached before, if you have any, any kind of memory, memories of <laughs> maybe some strange events that happened when you were coached. Well, I, I have coached. I have coached uh, hockey. You know, Greg likes to point out how bad I am at hockey on this show. But, you know, I didn't start ice skating until I was 23. So give me a break. It shows. Yeah. But I think I did it all right. Show. All John, John's seen you play hockey. I know. Before, yeah. And he doesn't know anything about Actually, hockey. Actually, I didn't. I was talking to Sheena the whole time. <laughs> I didn't see either one of you do anything on yeah, that ice. I don't blame you. I don't <laughs> yeah. blame you. It was, it was unimpressive. But yeah. that being said, I, uh, I was perfectly happy with how far I came along, considering I had only started playing hockey at 23. But I think it, you're really good at hockey. And I'm going to take a quick time about, about this and just let you know, John, that... People are perfectly capable of having a conversation with another person mm-hmm. and watching a sport happen at the same time. Nope. However, you were looking right in Sheena's eyes the whole time. I was. Everybody was uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It was very creepy. But anyway, not for me. So, uh, so <laughs> it was fantastic for, for me. For her and everyone else. Um, well, again, it was about me. So, so uh, but yes, I, I've coached hockey. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think one of the things I, I remember about coaching is I remember my little league ba- one of my little league baseball coaches we uh we were really really good our team and he was really really hard on us and we were we were like in 6th grade I think 5th or 6th grade and mm-hmm. um but it's funny because looking back on it you know I mean if we lost one game during the regular season in baseball and then we won the championship but that one game that we lost the next practice all we did was run the entire time he just made us run for an hour and he was really, really hard on some young kids. But I'll tell you what, we didn't lose again. So I guess it worked. <laughs> but I mean, it is interesting, like, you know, because I think that there's, I don't know that that would, I don't know the way he coached would fly today. You know, I think it would probably not, uh, I think parents would, would probably not like it. But he wasn't mean to us. He was just hard on us, you know. But, you know, we were good. So I, I don't know. Like, what do you, what's, what's the sacrifice? <laughs> That definitely is that old school mentality, for sure, of of making it hell for for players. Well, yeah. Okay. So I uh, I've never coached anybody, no. but I was coached, and I think I think it was seventh and eighth grade that I played baseball, and I remember the coach. He was he was actually he was my my best friend's dad. I, I love him um, to death. Uh, but I was so bad. But I remember in like one of our games, like we we were losing, we had we were on a losing streak, and he he was like giving a speech right to motivate us and he goes or, or like he was just like basically like he's like john's the worst player here <laughs> no way hold on it gets better though he's like but he goes if 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 you had half the heart as he did and you guys tried half as hard as he did he goes we'd win every game especially if john was on the bench <laughs> so he didn't say that but they did say the last part, but no, I was terrible. But I, I wasn't man, that I the tried. same speech of, from Hoosiers? Isn't that yeah. what they said in Hoosiers? Too? <laughs> if Jeff just put John on the bench, but I did. I, I man, I tried so hard, but oh, I was just not an athletic guy. Yeah. So, but you didn't play baseball till seventh grade. Yeah. So, well, I played when I was like five and or five or six, something like that, and then I didn't play again until I was in, in seventh. Dude, grade. that's in your defense. That's a long break. I mean, yeah, that's like, a big gap. <laughs> like, I mean, if you're like a lot of the the basics and the stuff comes in those earlier years, you know, yeah. of understanding the timing and and everything else. And so to, to try to jump right in at seventh grade when you're already way behind everybody else, that's yeah. that's hard. Yeah. And plus, you're always getting inconvenient erections yeah. at that no. age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. how are you supposed to bat? Well, that's why you wear a cup. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. So it hurts. <laughs> A teacup. Hurt boners. <laughs> Hurt boners. Hey, I just noticed you're wearing your History Defeats Itself t-shirt there, Kevin. You look great. I wore mine yesterday. If you out there want a History Defeats Itself t-shirt, you can go to historydefeatsitself.com and order yourself one. Or you can send me an email and i just send you mine. <laughs> the, oh, oh, game worn. Game worn t-shirt. For money. Yeah. No, I'm not giving mine up. Are you kidding me? 
love that fucking shirt. I know it's the best. I like getting it. Everybody out there should go on. I don't have we ever have we ever said that we have t-shirts on here? No. I don't (laughs) don't think think we we have. have. (laughs) I was gonna post something and I never did. Yes. So if you're out there and you want a history defeats itself t-shirt, it's fantastic. Go to historydefeatsitself.com. Jump on the uh, it'll take you to the sonar website. You can go to the store and then you can purchase one in your size. It's a little conventional. You know, there's a hole for your head. Yep. Two holes for your arms. No, there, for your well, hands, well, there's one for each arm. Arms. Yeah. And there's yeah. a cup pocket. And there's a, yeah. Uh-huh. And it comes with Sign. a free jock strap. <laughs> Signed by John Banks. Game yes. worn from seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it smells like fear. It was not washed. It definitely was not washed. No. Definitely, it smells no. like, like, it never like really fear used. and shame. And the bench. <laughs> and, and wood. <laughs> and oddly enough, Mountain Whoa. Dew. <laughs> Bazooka Joe gum. (laughs) Every time they had a victory, they would drink Mountain Dew out of his cup. Just put your fingers strategically over all the holes. Mm -hmm. So, guys, I I have this stupid-ass memory of when I was like six years old, and I was playing hockey, and we all got in the locker room after a game, and the coach came over with like a roll of electrical tape, and he went over to one of the guys on the team and he, and he fucking made a C out of the tape and put it on there for captain. And then he went over to some other kid and he made an A on, on that kid's Jersey for assistant count. And then I got an A too. And I'm like, Did you call it assistant alternate, yeah. alternate captain, assistant. Yeah, I'm just captain. curious. I fucking know. Whatever. Um, I got one too. Oh. And, but my little brain, I'm like, this is going to take fucking all night to start <laughs> putting letters on everyone's jerseys. And then I realized oh, that's as far as it goes. Okay, mm. so you couldn't so, you couldn't get uh, couldn't get the captaincy, huh? No. Did you yes. have the captain killed so that you could become captain? That's not how that works. Oh, huh. I, watched, <laughs> I mean, I got him. I, I, I got him too killed. much Game of Thrones. Apparently, <laughs> I did get him killed, and I didn't become the captain. <laughs> so that's how you know it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So you were second alternate, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's an order of the alternates. I mean, it John. seemed to be. You were yeah, the, the order that which he said it definitely it. Yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it might have been just that the coach was just like he was sitting next to the other A, and he just the coach was like, "I'm done walking, so I'm just going <laughs> to give it to this kid." Yeah, true. Or maybe he saw you crying. Yeah, and wanted to stop it. So, are you guys talking right now to just make me feel bad? Yes, absolutely. Is it working? It's working. Right. <laughs> Mission accomplished, John. <laughs> Sweet. So I started coaching. In my early 20s, I started coaching hockey. And I did it because I had a buddy that was, um, he was still in college. He was working on like a dual master, master's in child development. And and um, he got a job as a, a counselor for kids with special needs and stuff. And he kind of inspired me to be a coach. He's like, hey, man, you're going to, you should really do it. It's great. So one of the reasons why I did it too was because I could play beer league hockey for free if I coached. And now it all becomes clear. Yeah. But the thing was, as soon as I started coaching, I realized I really fucking liked it. And you've got kind of influence over these, these kids. And it was a shit ton of fun because you get to be kind of more of a big brother as opposed to like, I mean, you don't have to be a hard-ass fucking coach. And I was coaching the equivalent of, you know, like kids that were just starting. I would coach kids that were in mites. And it was just fun. It was just completely fun. So that kind of hooked me. And I think I've probably, since then, I maybe only took like six six years off of coaching since then because my, my first two kids were kind of young. And I just was going fucking crazy at home. And I just didn't have the time. But as soon as my oldest started playing sports and stuff, I started coaching, and I've coached basketball and soccer and primarily hockey. But it's just been, it's so much fucking fun. So I strongly encourage you guys. I mean, Kevin, you've got like a really young one. Um, I, uh, I, so, don't, I just want to be in the stands and drink with the other parents. Well, that's the funny thing. You can drink when you're a coach, too. You just <laughs> have to do it before you get out there. I don't, I'm hoping that I don't get roped into coaching any of Elwood's teams. I just don't think I want to do it. I mean, it's not that I don't want to bestow my amazing knowledge upon the youth of tomorrow, but Mm. you know, I, Mm -hmm. I just don't, I don't know. (laughs) I just don't think (laughs) I have time. First of all, you're a lazy piece of shit. And we get, cause you spend all your time editing shit. 
you spend all your time editing this podcast. And so I, I, had a, I had a quick question for you because again, we all know I'm not a sports guy. So Greg, have you ever done a topic that doesn't somehow involve you and your fucking life? Oh, really interesting. I was what's called. Yeah, a I did. I did the uh, death penalty. And well, you were on death row for a while, Greg. <laughs> yeah, and you also were uh, you were signed up with Death Row Records <laughs> for his for his brief hip hop career. That was just a, that was just a, a clerical error. And they were very surprised when he showed up to the studio. So, Jupac. I'll try. Uh, is, was that a serious question, John? No, because I can answer it. No, no, it's just me being an asshole. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, they say podcast about what you know. <laughs> is that what they say? Yeah. You know what? You know what disappoints me? My next episode is going to be sitting next to this lamp. <laughs> That's my topic. Signs, Hensdale signs. Do you know what disappoints me? What's Tell that, me, Kevin? It's clear you guys did not fuck like I asked you to. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, Kevin's waiting to say that. Yeah. No, I was not. I was really hoping for a much just more relaxed relationship between the two of you. Well, this came from John. I didn't. Uh, I didn't bring it, but I. I think you know. Hmm. He's got a valid point. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Who does Kevin here's, or me? <laughs> here's the oh. thing. We, uh, oh, we 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 we. There was some confusion about whose turn it was this week. I had no time, so Greg went with the topic, but he really didn't have time either. So yeah, he's gonna have to go with something that he knows. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin, for yeah. that defense, and it's kind of true. It is so true. So let's get, let's get into the history of coaching. All right. Okay. The origination of the term coaching started in the later part of the 1880s. This term has mostly been associated with the sports profession through its varied forms. The first thought which rushes to our mind, though, when we think about coaching is sports coaching. And that's because coaching is very well developed in the sports arena. That's kind of where you think about it. But... Coaching obviously takes, you know, coaching happens in a lot of different aspects of our lives. Like, yes, for example, go ahead. I coach, I coach John about what kind of couch to get. Oh, so you're <laughs> the reason he bought an $8,000 couch. I am the reason. Yeah. I actually was, I was going, to, one of the topics that I've been wanting to do is life coach. So I've, I've, I've got you some can things still do to that. say. I've got some things I'm, to say. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about life coaching too much. So, um, well, maybe I will. Coach, Okay, great. The term coach was initially started in 1830, and Oxford University put forth the meaning of this term as slang for a tutor. Coaching can be defined in several ways and methodologies depending on the area where it is. This depends on the area where it's utilized, and the need is to define it in layman's terms so as to understand the gist of the subject. A very simple definition of this broad term is the fact that coaching is... A true methodology. It concentrates on directing, instructing, and training either an individual or a group of people with the only aim to attain certain goals and objectives. So, basically, that's kind of stupid, <laughs> that whole paragraph. But <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I feel dumber. <laughs> the emergence of coaching was a very gradual and slow process. There are several theories which support the initiation of the method of this methodology and the grounded theory of the roots is one significant theory which commemorates the foundation of coaching. Strong roots of coaching have been noticed in several perspectives such as psychology, social sciences, business, and several others. So, prior to 1900, during the end of the 18th century and towards the start of the 19th century, it was noticed that philosophy emerged as a separate branch of social sciences, and thus exclusive studies were carried out to study the intricacies of the human society and the individual as such. So basically, blah, 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 blah. Who gives a shit? It was psychology, coaching. No one fucking cares about that. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. Yep. No, (laughs) you're right. No one cares. Okay. Let's jump to the 1960s through the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's quite the jump yeah i mean i mean we don't have to we can go to fucking uh let's see here take your time no that's fine i'm just literally reading this for the first time <laughs> <laughs> and this article wasn't written very well i wanted to come up with some stats so okay some interesting things because this talks about more cognitive and, and mentorship, and I'm not interested in that shit. I'm more interested in, in sports coaching. 
So I'm going to talk about me some more. But is it? But is it sports coaching? I mean, in in a way, and I'm not. not even, it is kind of mentorship. It 100 percent right? like, is. Yeah. yeah. That's, so Greg is glossing over a very key component to the idea of coaching, which leads right. me to believe he's probably a fairly shitty coach. Yeah. Well, he's a shitty person. So. <laughs> well. <laughs> shitty coach, shitty person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Implied. Yeah. <laughs> I had to pass a background check. Oh, okay, great. So, so you're not a coach then. <laughs> I am. Oh, shit, I just got that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if I wasn't a coach? He <laughs> coaches Archie and Tanner in the backyard. Those, those are his dogs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I have this theory about coaching. This is all bullshit, this article that I'm reading right now. Okay. So I, it's something like 80% of coaches are volunteer, are volunteers. Which I think is really cool. That's another and reason most, I don't want to do it. Yeah, because, well, that's really negative, but it's fun. <laughs> just it's joking. Fun. You want no, to? No, it's paid. really about it's really about just wanting to drink in the stands. Yeah, I've I spent. I mean, I have spent. I don't coach my own kid right now. Oh, I thought you I were. Coach, I coach another team. I do it during the off season because they still play year round. But during the main off season, I'm not coach. I'm. During the main season, I'm not coaching his team. So when oh. I go to his games, I definitely drink beer in the stands. And I, I, thought, yell at the I thought you were coaching his team again. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, no, no, no. I just finished because the his regular season, they just had tryouts last weekend. Uh, so I, I do enjoy sitting up there with my buddies and drink. And I learned that you really should only yell at the referees because yelling at opposing players is bad. And yelling at. Well, because your you're yelling at children. Kids. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Even though Ray is, you know, 200 pounds and 5'10", or 5'11". Right. He can handle being yelled at. John, you well, want a little more time over there, or are you all right? Who, me? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm been going to town on that bug for a while. <laughs> oh, it's like keep blowing he was digging. it's just nothing's coming. He's digging pretty hard. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if he took that cleanest clinic and just, like, smooshed it into his $8,000 couch? <laughs> No, that wouldn't be funny. I'm pretty sure he wants to switch it in the monitor right now. Probably. So I have this I have this kind of theory of coaching after spending so much time doing it. And that is that I think the job itself is like super important because the words that you say as a coach are even more important than what like teachers tell kids. And I know it's fucked up in our society. Way to elevate should... yourself, buddy. Well, I'm not saying me necessarily. <laughs> I'm saying most coaches. And I think it's totally fucked up and it's ass backwards and it's wrong. Because teachers do deserve way more respect than they get. I, I agree with you, though, on that. And I'll, I'll tell you why. And it's only because I've just had personal experience with that. And I, what I'm saying is if you're not careful, you're really going to fuck up the psyche of, of the kids. And there's something that's happening... I'm coaching like club hockey. So parents are paying a lot of fucking money to have their kids be coached and they're super judgmental. They are always bitching about the coaching, not just because of me, but because of a head coach. I'm not a head right. coach. Well, I'm they're like, like coach. we're still waiting for your background check to come in. <laughs> yeah. You keep telling it's us it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's, I think it sucks because what happens is people, since they have an investment in it, they're up in the stands, and they they know the idiosyncrasies of each player that's on the team, and they're and I can I can hear it from the bench, like I can hear them talking shit a little bit, and I could I just you could feel it when they're playing really well, everything's great and everyone's excited, but when they're playing like shit, it gets it kind of gets to you a little, and you could just feel the tension, and could you imagine if like we only pay taxes for our kids to go to school. And could you imagine if you had a fucking big group of parents that came in and watched everything the fucking teachers did and said to them and were like cheered for the kids when they got the right answers and fucking booed when they got the wrong answers? Parents don't give that much of a shit about what's happening in school as they do for a fucking stupid sport. So you got you got the kid who's supposed to be being coached when he, even during the practice when they're just going through drills. You've got all eyes on that one kid, and that kid is being judged by his parents, by his fucking teammates, by his coaches, and he's getting feedback from everybody all at right. the same time. So it's so much pressure to perform and to do well, and 
it's just it's taking all the fun away from it. You know, when they do well, fine, that's great. And there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of pressure in your life, but it's it it's fucking crazy. So if you're gonna give them negative feedback or try to have them improve a certain a particular set of skills, then you have to be really delicate with how you say it. You can't like fucking yell at them and embarrass them in front of their peers because it just makes them feel like shit. They're doing something that they want to do well and, you know, and takes a certain degree of skill to kind of execute properly. And it's just so fucked up if they, if they just get negative feedback. And I've seen kids just completely go into their shell and be just uh, almost paralyzed with fear and, and not be able to perform. And it sucks. And we call those kids pussies and they should quit. And go play the violin. Mm-hmm. And the kids that can handle it, they should continue. Well, yes. But also, uh, what's also funny, I've, in my experience from just watching hockey parents, is, is oftentimes, too, the, the, the most vocal parents are the ones who have never put skates on and have no idea how any of it works. You know, it's one thing to watch a hockey game on TV and critique it and think you know how to do it. But, man, that shit, the shit they do is really, really hard to do in any sport. You can, you know, I mean, you can, you can, you know, I, I, I watch the, all the major tennis matches and I'm just like, oh, that's not good. No, that was, that was not a, that was not a good serve. Not a good serve. I am terrible at tennis. It's very hard, but you know, it's just, I think people become that armchair quarterback or whatever you want to call it. And then they, they, and the worst part is, is in those situations you're talking about, Greg, those parents might be going up to some of those other kids and going, here, this is what I think you should do. <laughs> it's like, don't listen to him. <laughs> he just doesn't know what he's talking about. Just listen to your coaches. That's right. And I have seen so many crazy things from parents. Like I've seen them in the middle of a game try and coach their own kid. And I've heard kids say, well, my dad said I shouldn't do that. <laughs> like after the coach tells them, what they should be doing. So it gets really distracting and it's frustrating. I'll bet, I'll bet it's really hard. But I, for the most Especially part... Especially like, at that level because you're coaching kids that are a little better. You know, it's yeah. a little... It's not the house league kids. Nothing against house league. Just saying the people that Greg is coaching are... They're, they're probably pretty good. They are pretty good and they're 14 now. So they're actually really good. And yeah, I... Yeah, if you're still uh, playing club hockey at 14, you're probably doing... You're probably pretty good because I feel like all the mites and squirts are... They're all good. <laughs> and you get to a certain age where you have to like, you kind of have to actually be really good in order to keep going with the travel. And the funny thing that's about this age is right right now, like you've got a lot of kids expressing their own individual personalities and, and opinions. And a lot of them just want to stop playing hockey. And it's like devastating parents because they're like, I made such a big investment in your dumb ass. Yeah. <laughs> and now, now you just want to quit and be with your friends and smoke loose joints of grass. Loose joints of grass. That's all they want to do is smoke the reefer. And John's my, a good my coach mom at that. was very mad at me when I quit baseball. Very mad. How old were you? Um, how old was I? I think it was it was right before high school, so it was probably after my eighth grade season. So twelve, thirteen, somewhere around there. Yeah, I just i i was I knew I was not good enough to make the high school team. I wasn't going to go play for the Cubs like she always wanted. <laughs> and I was playing music by then. I wanted to I wanted to play music. I wanted to play play guitar and play be in a rock band. I didn't want to play baseball anymore, but I'll tell you though that that is I have vowed to never to never do that to Elwood, you know? Like I I'll always I'll encourage him and the only rule I'm going to have is if you sign up for something, you got to finish the season. After that, if you don't want to do it anymore, that's fine. But you got to finish the season because you signed up for it, you committed, and you got to honor the commitment. And that's it. I I remember I so I was ran track and then I decided like I wasn't going to run track anymore. And my and my dad was just like, I forgot what he said, it, it, but it was basically like, oh well, I'm gonna we'll see about that. I'm gonna talk to the coach, and you're not going to quit track. And I was like, hey, if, if you want to run, I'm sure like go have at it, man. <laughs> like I I'm tired of fucking running, goddamn, you know, twenty fucking miles a day, five days a week. Or seven days a week. You don't stop on the weekends. I was just tired of running. I don't want to run anymore. <laughs> oh God, I don't blame are you. Yet. Sure? Are you sure your dad wasn't Rondy Dangerfield and you were on the dive team? <laughs> in school? John, did you do the triple Lindy? <laughs> I did. The triple uh, Lindy. Oh yeah. man, I love that movie. God, I, did, I think that is one. That is something so fascinating because I was, you know, I was in band and and so we would. I was in marching band and so we would go to all the football games and, you know, just remember the. 
you know, everyone is so into this thing that does not matter. There's no, like, the stakes literally don't, there's, win or lose, it doesn't matter. You, oh, you go to the, you win the state championship. Who the fuck cares? They care. Well, they care, but, but it's like, I, I, it's like fine, like, caring because you win or lose or whatever, but, but I mean, it's like, it would be devastating. Right, like I think I said this before in this podcast. I went to I went to an Alabama football football game in Kentucky with like the girl I was the woman I was dating at the time, her sister, and Alabama lost in Kentucky. It was the first time they had lost in Kentucky in like seventy years or some crazy thing, and she fucking cried. And we didn't go so out. So you're not talking about the players. You're talking about the fans. I'm talking about the fans. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like well, I get I, why it matters to the player. It's like they're working their asses off. Yeah, like exactly. In softball, baseball, whatever it is. It's like I get why it matters to them. But honestly, those parents, it's like, what? why? Why does it, why does it matter so much where you lose your fucking temper or you get, you know, it's just people get so invested in this stuff. It just blows me away. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back a little bit on that and just say – I do respect your opinion, and I'm sure you're not the only person Boy, on the planet. That, that, that doesn't sound like you're – when you open up like that, I don't that like what's coming. Has it. Uh, it it's I fine. just spilled I'm, the rest of my shot, so I'm very upset. No, no. <laughs> but I, I will say that um, you do have, like, different opinions about things than most people do outside of the mainstream. And sometimes it feels like um, you enjoy – you relish having these independent thoughts just to kind of have them because – if and all, but maybe or maybe they're completely genuine. But just like you, you've said before on this episode that you don't possess any jealousy. Like when you're in an open relationship, and it doesn't, none of that bothers you. And you realize, you realize that that's not a popular opinion. Like most people have a jealous personality. So I think that you, sh- you should understand that most people do care. They have the, an ID- identity tied to an outcome of a team. They feel tied to it, and. I don't think you need to like belittle it and say things like, who cares? I care. I care tremendously. I'm a big sports fan. And when I'm coaching kids, I really, really care about the outcome of the game. I care about their feelings. And mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. also believe that they take uh, just as much away from losing as they do from winning. As a matter of fact, oftentimes they do. So I see it as growth and development. And any time that you can spend away from a computer screen or a game, and you've got young minds that are all pulling together and they all have different roles and and being part of a team. It doesn't matter if you're an A student or like a C student. You all have this thing that you're working on together. And when you see a team acting in harmony, especially if it's a group of kids, it's fucking amazing. So I think it's shitty to say who cares about the outcome of it. Okay, so so then uh, let's. So you just said like, oh, you got an A student, a C student, <laughs> right? John and I need to fuck. <laughs> that, that was a that was a great speech. Great. So I, I, I so I, what I mean by what I mean by who cares? I'm not saying that like like the kid shouldn't care. I, I, what I mean by that is the stakes of that game, right? They are not lifelong changing events. Now the stakes. That's of, not true. That's not. True. That is not true at all. That's bullshit. That has those those games. Cool. Ray has won a state and Ray has won a state championship. Like I'm going to keep doing to you right now. Okay. Okay. So, so it's way more fucking important that a kid gets gets good grades, goes to school, like like goes through like that path in life. I think that's way more important than somebody winning a game, right? Like I don't think like I don't like I did a why bunch don't they have of to be mutually kids. exclusive though why why can't they both well, be I don't important? think that uh, they don't have to be mutually exclusive but Greg's saying like when he's saying that like well I'm belittling or who cares what I mean by that is that that game is not going to like one game is not going to change somebody's life now maybe playing sports for years teaches you a lot of things about life. But winning, like whether you win or lose a game, that is not going to make a giant impact in your life, unless you're getting paid professionally. No, but it's also, it, but it's part of the whole thing because it, it's there's a you, you you just said yeah sure if you play sports for years then then you can see how it matters and all that stuff. But each individual game is a part of that larger picture, so it is important to li- to win those games in those players' minds, in those fans' minds, in those parents' minds, and it's not it doesn't have to be the end all be all. And you know when if the Blackhawks were in the Stanley Cup Finals right now and they lost, it would ruin my night for a while. But the next day I'd be fine, you know. And you know, but at the same time, it affects me. 
in in the best ways when they're good and in the in in ways that it's like it's it's a letdown you put you do put your time and your heart into stuff and and I can only imagine what it must be like when you're standing sitting in the stands and you're watching your kids play and they win a championship. I remember winning that baseball championship I mentioned briefly earlier. That was I still remember it and I was fucking 6th grade. <laughs> you know, it was a huge moment. It was awesome. It was so much fun. I'm still friends with one of the guys who was on the team and we still still bring it up every now and then. Like that was awesome. <laughs> so it's like it yeah, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of your life, that's for sure. But it is still important. If it's important to you, then it's important. Man. And you know what, John? I'm going to back it up and just say I'm sorry if I was an asshole when I said everything I said to you because I just think that you just think about it differently and that I'm going to respect your opinion about it. I and and just know that I I mean, it's no big deal if I disagree. It's it's that doesn't that matters even less than if you win a game or not. It's we're all entitled to our own opinions. It's just it's such a huge part of my life, and right. just hearing you kind of diminish what I put a ton of work into, and watching my kid and his teammates do all that, it just felt kind of shitty for a second there. But I'm over it. Well, I'm sorry. That's not how I meant it. But I, but I can totally see how it would come across that way. I, I guess it's like, I, yeah, I mean, I, I get because this whole thing's about coaching. So let's get back around to that. But, you know, I understand that it's bonding and things like that. And I, and I guess for me, when, when I say who cares, I, I do not mean to belittle what people are doing. But I could certainly I, I guess it would come across that. Right. I certainly don't care. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you also have to remember, too, that there's a lot of kids out there that don't have great mentors at home and they find really good mentors in sports. And one of the things, Greg, you said earlier was that, that coaches get more respect from than, than teachers a lot of times. And I agree with you that that's not the way it should be. But there's something, there's a weird thing that, especially when athletes play a higher level, where they have this respect for their coach, your coach, your coach knows all for a lot of kids. And that adds to the pressure you were talking about, about you know molding the young minds. But it also... It also is part of the reason why they, I think they respect the coaches more than the teachers because they're taught, like, your coach knows everything. For some reason, that changes with teachers, I feel like. When you're little, you feel that way about your teachers. But as you get older, you start to be like, ah, I fucking hate that teacher. Well, most of them dress kind of funny. Yeah. Teachers? Yeah. But then, okay, but then, but, I mean, but you could also, but what you're talking about is mentorship, Right. And that's all and so, part of it, yeah. Well, right, but, but, but so mentorship, you know, like looking to your coach versus your teacher, <laughs> Greg. Greg is smoking a lot of weed. It really is. I'm <laughs> trying to relax. <laughs> we had a confrontation, and I'm trying to take it down. So, so, but, but you could say the same thing about, you know, it's like religious leader. Uh, you know, it's like sure. uh, a big brother, like, you know, like big brothers, big sisters. Um, you know, anybody who takes any interest in a kid who may not have that at home, like – gives that what you're talking about. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So then but I will tell you, I'll, I'll tell you something and I'm not going to contradict what you just said, <laughs> but I, I have seen some coaches walk into like a locker room or step on the ice or even a soccer field. And they have this charisma and they just can't command all the attention. And it's almost like a, when your drill sergeant walks in <laughs> and everyone is fucking paying attention because that person is the boss. They're in charge. It's, it's like every time I walk into a room, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, people are looking at your bangs. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're speechless. That's why it's quiet. Yeah, but and, and the one-on-one mentorship role that you are just talking about is super important. Yes. I, I think that that's exactly the same kind of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Kevin is is sweeping his hair back. I'm trying, like I'm trying to do the John Banks with my hair. Did I, I get like it? I like it a lot. You actually yeah. did. You nailed it. Freaking sexy back. I you, like your hair like that. Okay. You mean just just forehead? You're just going major forehead. I'm just going. I'm just going all forehead. <laughs> yeah. Just pull it pull it back and show everyone that receding hairline. You yeah. know why why yeah. why not embrace it? You know. Yeah. It's happening. Someone, whether I want to or needs not. To have bangs. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Look, I said it before and I'll say it again. You guys see me at the end of the day. The hair is not doing what I want it to anymore. It's very tired. Just like I am. Hey guys, why don't we uh why don't we take a break and fix our hair? Okay. This episode is brought to you by Direct TV Stream. 
DirecTV Stream is your home for basketball this season because it's the best way to catch the games you won't want to miss. And with the DirecTV Stream Sports Hub, you can follow your favorite teams and track scores all in one place, which makes keeping up with the biggest plays, rivalries, and wins this season a slam dunk. So get your sports together and get your TV together at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. This episode is brought to you by the Chevy Silverado. According to J.D. Power, Chevy trucks won more new vehicle quality awards than any other brand. But champions don't stop. They keep moving forward. And that's what the Chevy Silverado is all about. It delivers next-level off-road capability with a refreshed interior, advanced technology, plus a larger, more functional bed than any competitor for the ultimate tailgate flex. To learn more, visit Chevy.com. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit JDPower.com award. But the good news is I'm drinking and smoking. You, <laughs> you are. You definitely are doing both of those things. Yeah. I'm saving my smoking till after the podcast because otherwise I would not. It would not work. I feel like I'm still wholly sober, though. That's the weird part. That's because you're smoking a vape. Is that what happens? You just you just don't get as high that way. I don't think you no. get as high. I'm we're back you, from a commercial, by the anyway. way, and we're talking about vape pens full of marijuana cannabis. I just don't feel like they do as much. That could be true. And for me, I think that's probably better. <laughs> probably. So I was I was out visiting a um a yard today where we're gonna put some lumber and they had a huge industrial scale. Was it an eighty four lumber yard? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Was that it was, a that's the only one I know. It was, it was a forty two. It's a forty two. <laughs> Jinx. Oh, just, oh. they had is a that, big industrial that like a an industry joke? Can I tell you no. what the fucking <laughs> yeah, scale? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> tell, me, tell me about your wood. So they had a huge industrial size scale because when you put a pallet or something down there, they want to make sure that it doesn't make the truck overweight or anything like that. So I got on it. <laughs> and then <laughs> I decided that I've got to make some lifestyle changes. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, normally that doesn't register with a human on there. <laughs> right. And, uh, we can only get 11 of you on a truck. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they can fit. Uh, Kevin's going to run for a while. That was terrible. I'm implying that Greg weighs 4,400 pounds. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he does it. Well, not yet. Mm-hmm. His heart would stop. Well, yeah, so I'm going to make some lifestyle changes. Apparently, they involve smoking cannabis and drinking alcohol. <laughs> Which does nothing for the appetite, by the way. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Actually, these vape pens don't make me... Okay, so let's get back to couching guys. Okay. I know you wanted to. So, <laughs> so I was thinking about uh, this coaching part, and I, uh, while I've been actually thinking about doing an episode on coaching for a while because it, it plays such a huge role in my life, um, I'm at a nice rank probably three or four times a week coaching. And I'm trying to think about why I'm doing that. What am I getting out of it right now? Because I'm not, I don't, I certainly don't need the money and I do get paid, but it's really, really, (laughs) it's probably illegal. (laughs) (laughs) So why, why am I doing it at the age that I'm at right now? Um, I'm not even coaching my own kids team. So, there's like some kind of like an intrinsic uh, thing that's happening, like an intrinsic motivation that is, I realize that when I'm not doing it, if I've taken a week or two off, I actually kind of miss it. And I think I'm getting just as much, if not more out of it than the actual players that I'm coaching. I believe that for sure. I doubt they're getting much. Yeah. <laughs> just like the listeners of the podcast. Yeah, right. Just like our <laughs> listeners. It's the, it's the exact same thing. We're definitely getting more out of this than our listeners are. I really, I really thought that was going to be so sincere and sweet. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And, you know, Kevin's like, yeah, I believe that, man, because, you know, you're seeing this and this and you get this from the kids. And he's like, nope, this is a great moment to be a dick. <laughs> yeah. Boom. It kind of was. I felt like it was lobbed up pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I was ready for that. I figured as much. These tears that you're seeing, they're just, they're just non-emotional tears. Yeah. <laughs> it's sweat. It's very warm in there. Yeah, it's very warm. In here. My, eyes are, my eyes are sweating. It's so hot in here. <laughs> so I, I realize that I'm actually kind of coaching for myself. It's selfish. It's, it's a little bit of a selfish 
endeavor. I well, but I think you kind of have to be to some degree when you're not coaching your kid. It, yeah. I mean, and, and, but in a good way. Like you have to be like it has to be somewhat selfish in order for you to give, you know, to give your to 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 do your job well in a way because you have to be getting something back. I think right. There is yeah. I mean, well, there is something that's that's kind of cool about sharing. Uh, like a wealth of knowledge that I've just developed over. I mean, I've been around the sport for so long. I've been playing it since I was four years old and I've watched it on TV all the time and, and I've learned a little bit about it. There's it's doing math, John's doing math. It's four. So that was 48 years ago. <laughs> 48 years ago is when I first put them on. Yeah. Wow. The on. So you still have the I, same skates. You still wearing the same I, size. I do have a pair of skates uh, from when I was six years old. Do you really? In my garage still. Yeah. That's pretty Aww. cool. I bet See, adorable. I started playing like 19 years later than how old you were. And you're giving me shit about my skill level? But you were sensitive about that. <laughs> <laughs> you say it all the time. <laughs> well, I don't... Yeah. I didn't think you were bad. That's not what you've said previously. Well, for a guy that just started playing hockey at the age that you started playing hockey, it's not, it's not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's exactly what you would expect. This is the nicest thing Greg's ever said to me. <laughs> it's exactly what you would expect. That's not even better. I don't know. That's that much better. It, is that how you coach? <laughs> yes, it's exactly how I coach. Given given your mental aptitude, <laughs> yeah, this is about where I would expect you to be <laughs> yeah. in, the, in, the, in your not, talent. You're not yeah. doing better or worse than I thought you would do. You're you're very average. <laughs> you are so. very much very predictable, is what I'll say. Well, you worked hard. You had a heart. Mm-hmm. Like you had a heart like John Banks when he played That's right. baseball mm-hmm. in seventh grade, I'm sure. I did. It was weird that that game that I played with you, though, when we did play together, there was only one goal scored in it. It was scored in the first like 20 seconds, and that was the only goal the whole game. Who scored the goal, Greg? Um, was it you? I can't remember. You've mentioned it on this podcast multiple times. <laughs> People know you scored the only goal of the <laughs> game. Why are you asking me? Because you brought it up again. <laughs> again, you brought it up. But I like how this time he didn't say he scored the goal. He's like, you know what was crazy about that game? <laughs> only one goal was scored in the whole It was like in the first 20 game. seconds. It was scored by a Canadian guy. <laughs> it was scored by a Canadian guy who wasn't actually on the team. He was visiting from out of town. Right. He was from And Los his buddy Angeles. was up in the stands. I think you might have been hitting on your wife. Kevin. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so, do you guys? Uh, I, I have yeah. something to bring up since 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 you said uh, you, you said we weren't going to talk about the life coach thing, but I told you that I wanted to do a, an episode on that. How do you guys feel about that? Like the life coach concept. I think it's a ruse. <laughs> uh, no, I think it could benefit you it, depending on where you are in your life. Sometimes people do need a kind of someone to be completely honest with them and. Sometimes you need a path. You need someone to eliminate a positive future for you and bring out the best in you. And if they do it properly, I think it would be extremely beneficial. And I have a friend, a really good friend, that saw a life coach, and it helped him dramatically. Was it me? He, no. Oh. Well, have you been to a life coach? No. Did it help you dramatically? It did not. It was not John. Okay. <laughs> well, in fairness, you didn't go. So maybe it would have helped you. <laughs> it's true. I just think it's interesting because, like, you there is no regulation. You have you need no credentials. Any one of us could become a life coach tomorrow, as long as we find people to coach. I, there's something about that that just seems off to me. Well, I I, I think so. I, I think a lot of times life coaches are very charismatic people who are very motivating, but they actually don't give you anything that you take into life. And it's not, you know, in other words, like, I, I, I would love for somebody to come in and be like, hey, I'm going to show you how to be more organized. I'm like, cool. Like, that would be awesome. <laughs> That's <laughs> a practical skill. Right. Thank you. He just, you guys just sit down and you watch Marie Kondo. He's like, just do what she says. Now that, that, that'll be 800 bucks. <laughs> Which is fine, because I'm not going like, to sit here's down and watch Tupperware set. <laughs> <laughs> But but yeah, like oftentimes I feel like because I I I have some friends who are very charismatic people, and and often they're like, oh, it's like you know I'm going to be a life coach or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that, and you know, and I don't want to like shit on them, so I don't say. But anything. fuck you. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. that's that's a different kind of coach. So <laughs> that's a poop coach. <laughs> so, but yeah, but which it, you also need sometimes. You do, yeah. Someone to hold your hand. Z- 
So I just I don't know. There's something about it that just seems. I think it's a ruse too. It just doesn't seem like. And I mean, you can get support from anywhere if it's the right person. Like you can right. have a friend. I've no. I've had friends before that are just great support people. They're just so good at like bringing you back up when you're down and giving you good advice and not just yesing you all the time. You know, there's good. There's good friends that can do that. And I just don't know why. Unless you don't have anybody in your life that can do that, then maybe I guess I understand it. But I mean, the fact that these people are charging to, to just tell you stuff that you probably already know, I, I don't know. And I know it's not all the time and I'm not trying to make fun of anybody who's a life coach or who has been to a life coach, but it's just interesting to me that there's no sort of like credentials or schooling yeah. or anything like that that you, that you need. Yeah, you need a license if you're going to give Kevin bangs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do. I don't have bangs right well, now. I do. I have the John Banks going. He does. He has John Banks. But I'm I, saying, if you were gonna, get what happened bangs? to your bangs? Oh fuck! I went to this. I went to this finance thing years ago, nice. and, and the the guy is T. Harv Ecker is a guy. But anyway, he was talking, and, and one of the things he said, and and this stuck with me. I was like, I was in my like mid twenties when I went to it, and this has stuck with me my whole life. And he was talking about that. He was talking about life coaches, and he said, he's like, look, if you make less money than me. I'm not going to take financial advice from you. If you are divorced, I'm not going to take marriage advice from you. And, and basically the, the whole thing was that it's like, if you're going to teach me something, then you better be doing better at life than me. In you that better area. be damn fucking good at it. R- right. And, and yeah. You, yeah, and, yeah. And so, and that's the thing. So I don't have a problem, you know, like, like honestly, like if, if I was, if I was going to go for marriage advice, I would probably go to, I'm trying to think out of you two. I guess, Kevin. I guess, right? And then, and if for parenting advice, I'd go to Greg. What? Yeah. Well, he's got three. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. You think but Kevin also- and Sh- you think Kevin and Sheena have a better marriage than me and Jen? No, I just didn't want to use you for both things. So, no. but but I think you're both equally like good. We're both husbands, in good so. marriage. We're, we're yeah, both in really really great marriages. Yeah, so. you're both in good marriages. So uh, you know, I would. That's but but if I would not, I don't know. I wouldn't go to either one of you for hair advice. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Touche. However, it's like that old adage where if there's two barbershops or two barbers in town, you go to the one with <laughs> you go to the barber that's got the bad haircut. Wait, what? Because he went to the other barber. Because he went to the other oh, barber. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but Greg kind of fucked that up. He kind of stumbled and, you know, like that. It made it really hard to understand. But that was the whole idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, so confused. that happened. Thanks for repeating it. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks for rehashing it. <laughs> anyway, I I don't know. It's just something that that kind of has fascinated me because I I've known some people who were life coaches. I've known some people who went to life coaches, and it's just sort of like I don't know. It kind of reminds me of the Joel Osteen kind of thing, you know, where you're getting this or, or the self help gurus that you see on TV or that you see, you know slepping these books and stuff how to be the best you and all that stuff and i, I you know it i don't know. kind of a turn off it is i feel i just kind of feel like you know there are some people who are really good at helping but i feel like a good portion of them are just figuring out a way to make a buck you know well yeah. I, I like easy answers i think like brene brown you know she's someone who like she did years and years and years of studying human beings and then she was like this is what the data shows us so like that kind of stuff i'm very interested in yeah 100% right? because then yeah. because then again it's it's giving she's giving you things that are and whether you use them or not or apply them or don't like she's giving you tangible things about what it is to be a human in the human experience and you know and i will say like you know that that is something that gives me comfort is to know to know that everyone's suffering for some reason is like oh yeah okay we all suffer right we all laugh we all poop right so there's some of us more than others yeah man i'm like a four time a day here so that's because your diet is horrific (laughs) no i've been i've been cooking since i've been working from home i'm I'm eating way healthier oh good i've had del taco in months 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 (laughs) months What's like that behind month? you? <laughs> yeah. Six six weeks. You do know the difference between months and days, right? <laughs> no, I don't. You know what you were th- what you were saying earlier about um, life coaches that they better be successful in life if you're gonna go to them. I had a weird thought. Like, there's a lot of professional sports coaches that were shitty players. But uh, honestly, honestly, Greg, most yeah. of the most of the coaches were not great players. Most of the yeah. the best coaches were not great players. Yeah, but they're great coaches but you know why that is because the great players don't understand 
they're so freaking skilled. Like Wayne Gretzky was a terrible coach, oh, terrible yeah. coach. But I mean, what are you going to say? Like twirl around those three guys, uh, deke this guy, and then just go score a ridiculous goal. I don't understand. Just keep scoring goals. Just score That's goals. What, like yeah. put the just, puck into the back of the net. Just let me get out there. I'll show you. Just here, yeah, exactly. Just switch uniforms. Put on the suit. I'll take your, you know. So like, I I really do believe that that's there's something to that. That when you're so naturally gifted, it's very very difficult for you to convey the best way to to perform on the ice or on the field. I'm sure that's true. And and then another issue with coaching professional athletes is that the players are getting paid so much more money than the coach and to be a professional uh, sports coach it's only going to end badly you get fired every one of them gets fired in any sport you eventually lose the room you're you know you come in there all hot and happy and you know you got all the players' attention and stuff, and eventually they just stop buying what you're selling, and they're like, eh, fuck you, you old man. You can't do it anymore anyway. I know every player thinks that in the back of their head. I'm, I'm a huge Blackhawks fan, and Joel Quinville was the coach, and he won three Stanley Cups, but he eventually lost the locker room. He eventually lost the respect of the players, even still with three Stanley Cups. You're totally and, right. It happens. And, and that's, just, that's just human beings. It's just... It's such a weird fucking thing that Well, there's, happens, there's but, a, a thing called parent death, right? Which is kind of why, you know, when you're talking about, this could also be another reason that coaches have more influence over kids as well. Because your parents, you, you, you know, it's like they can tell you something and you, they'll tell you a hundred times and you won't hear it. And then if somebody else tells you it or another somebody else's parents or somebody, you know, like if they tell you the exact same thing, you're like, oh my God, that's so profound. <laughs> and your, right? your mom's sitting there going, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. she's <laughs> like, you little saying that for six years. <laughs> In fairness, though, my mom's voice, <laughs> like, I had a really hard time listening and... Give her a break. She's almost 80. Yeah. She is almost 80. Happy birthday, mom. Happy yeah. birthday, mom. My mom just turned 70. No, happy birthday, Kevin's mom. Yeah, happy birthday, Kevin's mom. What did your mom do, John? She gave birth to me. She she just had a, she just had shoulder surgery. Oh, that's not so, good. Oh, how's she recovering? She's doing good. So okay. she's a, yeah. is she seventy or eighty? She is in the middle of that. So she is seventy four, I think. Which makes perfect sense yeah. because I'm the young one in the group. You are. You're the Greg's young... the old man. What are you now? Forty one, Kevin. 43. 43. Yeah, you're the young one. <laughs> in, this, I, in this group, I yeah, am. In this group, yeah. yeah. Congratulations. So, uh, You want to be praised for something that you have absolutely no control over? <laughs> Good job. My buddy always used to say that. He was like, why do we say happy birthday to people? You didn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. I thank mean, you. I came out of the womb. <laughs> I could have stayed. I, I told my I told my brother one time I'm like I'm like I don't understand why we have to celebrate birthdays it's stupid. He's like what you can't just call someone and wish them a happy birthday. I'm like what do I because I don't I don't buy you a gift and tell you a happy birthday. Why am I celebrating you? If anything I should be celebrating mom. She's going to give birth to you. You do right. shit. It's all very true. Yeah. All right guys, let's wrap up this coaching talk. <laughs> Wait, so, was that the topic? Yeah, a little bit. It was it last call? Or? We went all over the place. Guys, let's let's line him up for last call. John's going to drink his phantom drink. Kevin's I don't have much shot. left because I spilled it earlier. Well. So coaching, guys. God damn it. It's a good thing people do it because if they didn't, <laughs> players wouldn't know how to play. Students wouldn't know how to student. People wouldn't learn how to get jobs and promoted and stuff. And while I did mention that it is a, a kind of a selfish task and I feel like I'm getting just as much out of it as, as whoever I'm coaching, it is really important. I feel like coaching is something that um, it's a way to give back and you kind of, you're helping out the younger generation. And the reason why I do love sports so much is because it does, it, it forces you to live in the moment and you're not living distracted by technology by all the shitty things that are happening in life it's it actually hopefully if you're doing it right uh you get some measure of joy out of it and some self-satisfaction and pride and and self-respect as you get better at something and that is a joy that's usually shared by many some of the happiest times i've seen kids 
is when you got the kid on your team that hardly ever scores a goal and then has success. And it's like everybody loses their fucking mind. And that is just bitching. And it's really cool to see. So I've experienced some like amazing, some of the most fun times I've had coaching are games that didn't matter. Um, and of course the big ones that did matter, those were, those were a blast too, but hopefully I never stop because I, I just want to keep kind of passing my wisdom and my sense of humor. <laughs> I've never tried to be an intimidating coach, uh, forward along to, to kids and hopefully they get the best out of life. And then in turn, they pay it forward to the younger generation as well, because that is kind of a good measure of success. So with that, I'm going to wish that you spend this next week looking to go to the YMCA and coach some <laughs> indoor volleyball or frisbee or whatever the fuck you're going to do. Dodgeball. How about a senior how about a senior water polo team? <laughs> water polo. About, that seems aggressive. How, how about an underwater jazzercise? <laughs> whatever you want to coach, man. I'm I think you should just go up to someone on the treadmill and just start like just like going, "You got this." You Instead got of doing this. that, just just turn the speed up on them. <laughs> You're a harder coach than you admit. Yeah. <laughs> Go out there and make history and uh, make somebody learn something new right now. God damn it. Drop and give me 10. 